On today's show, we'll outline three potential threats that could impact your retirement savings this year. We'll also offer some suggestions that could soften the blow. Welcome in to the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. This is the show where we blow the whistle on financial fouls. Steve is a best-selling author, a cookie-cut this, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. He is a fiduciary. He's independent. He's been helping folks for more than 20 years. Uh, has a Well, you've got some specialties, too. I mean, you, you deal a lot with the federal employees and, and, and uh, Social Security. Well, hey, Steve, how are you? I'm doing great. And uh, yeah, no, and this is a market where you, you kind of need someone who specializes in your situation. So um, and we're going to we're going to delve into that today. So if you're feeling a little bit nervous about the events of the last few weeks, um, strap in because it's going to yeah. be a wild ride, right? Exactly. <laughs> All right. So one of the things that, you know, I mean, when you talk about financial analysts and, and I mean, you know, depending on what channel you're watching or, or where, where you're reading, I mean, they don't ever agree on anything except that, you know, things are a little bit rocky right now and it could be an interesting 2022. January has certainly proved that out. Um, yeah, and, no, January was crazy. Yeah. Or, well, the top of the list got to be inflation. Everybody's talking about it. Yeah, no, and, and it's definitely causing a lot of volatility. But let's kind of separate out some of some of what's going on. So, um, if you think about inflation from a long term perspective, right? We've had thirty years almost of super low inflation. Now, if you've been listening to the show, you know I'm kind of a nerd on this topic. So, right. the the last time we had a twenty year period where inflation was as low as the previous 20 years was between 1948 and 1968. And that was followed by a period in the 70s where we had seven and a half percent inflation. Now, I don't think that that's going to be the case here. I do think maybe inflation is not transitory, but it's we are eventually going to get through supply chain disruptions. And we were actually starting to clear up some of the supply chain disruptions uh, before the holidays and then Omicron hit. So uh, and caused further disruption. So uh, if we can stay away from new COVID variants, then, which is a big <laughs> if, um, inflation should moderate at some point. Plus, uh, with the Federal Reserve, you know, kind of shifting their focus to inflation, that should also, that should also help. So, um, I mean, are, are your clients a, a little nervous? Are you hearing from them? Yeah, clients are very nervous. But you have to remember that if you've properly segmented your assets, then the money that's in the stock market is not money that you're touching tomorrow. It's not money that you're touching in a year or two years. It's you know money that's going to be touched five years down the road. And you have to look at all of the factors. So yes, inflation is high right now, but so is corporate earnings. I mean, the average S&P 500 company is growing their earnings at over 30% a year. So yes, uh, inflation is high, but over time, Stocks are the only thing that keep pace with inflation. So what you don't want to do is in a market like like January's where you, you know, it's super volatile. You don't want to panic and sell out. So perfect example was uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was a day where the market um, was down over a thousand points and then rallied in the last hour and closed positive. I mean, when you have those kind of days in, in, in the stock market, if you panic and sell out, you typically miss the best, the best days in the stock market because the best days in the stock market usually follow the worst days. 
And in the in the world we live in today, where news travels so fast, sometimes the you could ha- be having a terrible morning and then have it rally all the way. And if you sell out, you could miss the rally in the afternoon. So um, times like this, this is a time where if you had some cash on the sidelines when the market is down like that, those are actually the times to buy. The reason most people don't do that is they don't have the resolve. We all talk a big game like, "Hey, we want to, we're gonna, we're gonna buy low and sell high." But the reality is, is that it's very hard to buy low because usually at the times where it's smartest to buy are the times that you're most afraid. And so you have to, you have to really have the resolve. And and working with an advisor will help you take advantage of those types of opportunities when they arise. Well, and again, those are the kinds of things that that you help folks out with, obviously, and and uh, working with an advisor, especially now. So let me ask you this: so that the day that I you were talking about where it was down a thousand and then rallied and finished up for the day. It, that's a pretty unusual thing to happen, isn't it? Historically, yes. But in, I would say in the last, since 2008, anything is possible. I mean, I don't know if you remember back in like 2009, I believe it was, we had that flash crash where the market was up and then dropped like 1500 or 1600 points in the span of 10 minutes. Uh, and then came back and bounced back up. So, you know, there's times like the market's a lot more volatile because the news cycle is a lot more volatile. And then we talk about this on the time, on the show all the time, but it's the oh shoot factor, right? Oh, yeah, because sure. no one wants to lose what they've made. So we love making money, but we hate to lose what we made much more than we love making. Right, right? exactly. And so when you've had 10 good years in a row in the stock market, the second you have a pocket of volatility, what you see is you see a lot of investors head to the exits. And that's not the right thing to do because you want to look more long term because if the money that's in the stock market is your longer term money, then you want to look, is there something that really impacts the stock market long term? And if companies are still growing their earnings at the rate that they are, which is phenomenal and is um, you know the best that it's been, I think, just about ever. And so I think there's more things that could go right than could go wrong. But we tend to focus when we've been making money, we tend to focus on the stuff that could go wrong. And we get very nervous when there's any kind of sign that things could could be changing. And so, you know, you want to look towards the data and the data is telling you that the economy is still very much in, in a growth phase. And will that growth potentially slow second half of the year? Maybe, but we're still growing. And stock is, the stock market is a function of earnings. And if companies are continuing to grow their earnings, then the, the price of those companies should continue to go up as well. So there'll be blips along the way, but you should view those blips as buying opportunities, not as, as, a, as a time to sell. Well, that's the beauty of what, I mean, what you do, Steve, is you take the emotion out of it for us. Because, you know, our inclination is when, when the stock drops, oh, we got to get out, we got to get out. And that's exactly the wrong thing to do. It is. It's absolutely the wrong thing to do. And it also, you're generating taxes a lot of times too, right? And so, you know, that may be not the worst thing in the world or it could, you know, but it, 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 you know, obviously it's better to pay taxes on a gain that you have before you lose it. But a lot of times what happens is you, you, you pay the taxes, you sell something, and then when it, it maybe it continues down for another day or another two days and you, you feel, like, ooh, I dodged a bullet. And then all of a sudden it bounces back up and you end up buying back in at a higher price where you could have just held it, not paid the taxes. And and especially if you've held the stock for less than 12 months and you're incurring short-term capital gains, which are are taxed as income as opposed to the preferential tax rate for long-term capital. Gains. Okay. So, wow. It can get complicated, Steve. There's no question, huh? No, absolutely. And th- these are the things that we look at. So it's not just about um, you know the planning, which we obviously do. And we're going to talk about your goals and 
we're going to show you what your purchasing power you can expect in retirement. But the main way we can save you money is by reducing what you're paying in fees and reducing unnecessary taxes. And in pockets of volatility, we see the unnecessary tax bills come up quite a bit. Wow. All right. Well, again, so those are the kinds of things, folks, that uh, it starts with that call, the 800-705-9995. In fact, Steve, why don't we we invite folks to call and and we'll take a quick break? Yeah. So we have uh, have 15 spots open and we will put together a comprehensive retirement distribution plan for you, absolutely free of charge. And it will show you what you're paying in fees now. It will show you tax strategies and how to liquidate your assets uh, for retirement in in the most tax efficient manner. And we're going to look at you know, if you're if you are taking too much risk, it'd be good to know that when we have these pockets of volatility, because on an upswing, that would be a good time to to rebalance. And so these are the types of things that we'll look at in your plan. And if you give us a call now, we have 15 spots available. 800-705-9995. 15 callers right now will get that comprehensive financial review that Steve just described. You're going to get all the extras that go along with it. And you will find that you now have a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800 800- 705-9995. Again, 800-705-9995. Planning and saving for retirement is a bit of a balancing act. Have the right mix of investments, market risk, interest rate risk, and today, inflation risk. There's one more thing that has to be included. Longevity. Details when we come right back. We're back on The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Steve, of course, is a best-selling author, Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. Uh, you actually hold a doctorate, and uh, and you're a non-practicing member of the California Bar. Holy cow, you're a busy guy. Yeah, no, I've done, I, 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 I've got the, the knowledge on when it comes to retirement distribution and estate planning. Uh you know, and the, the two kind of go hand in hand because if you're the end of your retirement is obviously going to be your estate plan. So sure. Uh, well, yeah, know, for, for lack of a better way of saying it. But uh, and so it, it's important to deal with someone. If you're paying for advice, it's important that the person have some knowledge, uh, you know, and give you some, you know, you, you know, have knowledge on what you're paying. And as we talk about that when we're cho- when you talk about choosing an advisor, yes, you want them to be thorough. You want them to be responsive. You want them to be accurate, but you also want them to have some knowledge, and so. And that's um, where, obviously, that's where you come in. You are, uh, you are also someone that that actually travels around, or at least you did. Maybe you're kind of picking up uh, steam again. But but you you brief and and teach other advisors on how to do what you do. I do, yeah, and I um, yeah I haven't uh, been doing that a lot during the pandemic, but right. uh, I am going to be doing doing that uh, later this year. And uh, I will. I am starting to do live uh, live programs again. So hopefully, uh, COVID cooperates and. I can get those in without having to cancel too many more. Well, let's hope. Uh, 800-705-9995, that's the number. So longevity, that is a risk that we have to face. And, and I mean, that's course sort of that double-edged sword, isn't it? I mean, it's, you know, as the good news is we're living longer. The bad news is we're living longer. But we've got we've to deal with it, right? Right. No, absolutely. So, I mean... Life expectancy actually took a, a dip for the the first time in, in many years because of obviously the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but realistically, uh, before the pandemic, if you were 62 years old, your life expectancy as uh, as a female was 89. Now it's 87. Um, and 
as a male was 80, uh, 86 and is now 84. So um, the, the thing about life expectancy is that we, we, it factors into so many decisions in retirement distribution planning because the biggest one is social security, right? So should you start social security early or should you delay taking social security? And what I see a lot of times is people just assume, hey, I, I'm retired. I, I'm going to start taking Social Security. And then they have, say, $200,000, $300,000 sitting in a savings account that's getting them a tenth of a percent interest. But yet, they'll rather than spend that down, they'll take Social Security that they don't need to live on, and they'll put it into their bank account, whereas they could have just delayed Social Security and had it grow at 8% a year until they reach age 70. Now, that doesn't seem... Like a like, if you're looking at the numbers, you would say, well, why would anyone not delay the Social Security? But most people actually don't even wait till full retirement. A lot of people take Social Security early. And the reason being is that they don't factor in their life expectancy. They make the decision on anecdotal data. They have a friend who retired and dropped out of a heart attack two months into retirement. And they say, that's not going to be me. I'm going to I'm going to collect my money early. And I never know. You never know how long you're going to live. Right. But if you look at it from a statistical point of view, you're much more likely to live into your 80s. In fact, the majority of people who reach retirement age in good health are going to make it into their 80s. And the break even between taking Social Security at full retirement and taking it at 70 is 80 years and six months. And so, you know, just by just, you know, just to give you an example, right? Mm hmm. Um, and we talked, we've used this example several times on the show, right? That Keith Richards in December turned 78 years old. So okay. I don't think most retirees have lived as hard a life as, as Keith Richards. Um, and he's 78 years old. So and he's 78, you, you, exactly. Yeah. So it's not, 78 is not that old anymore. 80 is not that old anymore. Um, it's very likely that you're going to, to make it into your 80s. And unless you have some type of a known condition, obviously, if you have some type of, a, um, you know, an advanced cancer or something like that, that shortens your life expectancy, then you, you may want to start Social Security. Um, if you can't live without the Social Security, then the longevity doesn't matter because you need to start the money. You need to start Social Security just to have the money to live on. But uh, part of doing the planning process is figuring out, do you need to start the Social Security early or not? And so... Looking at your life expectancy realistically, and we talk about this all the time, we don't want to plan, you know, based on anecdotes. We want to plan based on statistics and we want to make a realistic assumption. And it's the same thing when we look at your spending as well. We want to plan based on what you're actually spending, not on the spending you wish you were doing. And so, because a lot of times we underestimate our budgets. And so we want to look at your, at your spending realistically. We also want to look at your life expectancy realistically. Sure. And, but again, those are discussions that you have. And, and so I think most people pretty much underestimate how long they think they'll live, right? Yeah, no. And it's funny. It, it really depends on how the question gets asked. So um, if you ask someone how long they, they, they think they're going to live, um, you know, a lot of times they'll, they'll, they'll put it, in, they'll, they'll underestimate. They'll say, uh, I might live to my mid eighties or, or they'll give you an answer. Like, I don't want to live past, you know, until my, when my mind slips, that's when I want to go. Or, you know, they, they right. want to answer the question. Yeah. Um, but they did a study 
when they were doing surveys and they asked people, do you think um, you'll live to 85? And most people said no. And then they asked it a different way where they asked, they said, um, do you think you'll die before 85? And a higher percentage said no to that as well. Wow, so, really? Yeah, so it's it's interesting because just the way that the questions are phrased, some of those surveys are, you know, the way they do those surveys are, are you know, can can be misleading. Well, that, yeah, they so, want to lead. They want to lead you in a direction. Right. Exactly. And yeah. so you have to you have to you have to be cognizant of that as well. And you have to just look at the data. And the data tells you that more likely than not, you're going to live into your mid 80s. Um, the majority of people will live within a five and a half year range from the life expectancy number. Sure. Meaning that if life expectancy is 87, the majority of people like females will uh, live within five and a half years of that, meaning that they'll live to 81 and a half or they'll live to 92 and a half, somewhere <laughs> yes. in that range. And, exactly. and all of the, that entire range is higher than 80 years and six months. So all right. and these, are, these are the types of things that we look at when we put together a plan. And, um, you know, we do that every week for our callers. We have about eight spots left. And again, folks, take advantage of what Steve's offering here today. It's a phone call away, 800-705-9995. This is a chance to sit down, get a financial roadmap put together. And, you know, if you've never done it before, there's no time like the present. Don't procrastinate another day. Simply make the call while you're thinking about it. 800-705-9995. Your chance to get a true practical financial review. And when you walk out, you will have in your hand that roadmap that we talk about. It's a guide that can help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800-705-9995. Again, 800-705-9995. It's no secret that investing in retirement is vastly different than investing while you're working. When we come back, we'll offer some tips of what you can do if you're near or in retirement to help maximize your retirement dollars. back on the retirement referee with steve caruso i'm consumer advocate steve Sadal. uh steve of course been helping folks for more than 20 years get all the way to then through retirement and and you, you've got some specialties we talked a little bit about that and you know it's you know from estate planning and to social security i mean we were talking social security in the last segment i mean there's so many things to know out there there's so many choices to make you know, like when it comes to social security and as we get into retirement there are a lot of things that change from an investing standpoint too, isn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, there's, when I've done classes and workshops, you know, in the, in the good old days of 2019, um, <laughs> yes, exactly. the, the, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the people who attend my workshops are do-it-yourselfers. And a lot of my clients are, are former do-it-yourselfers. And the reason it's hard to be a do-it-yourselfer when you get into retirement is a couple of reasons. Number one, when you're saving for retirement, you have the benefit of time. So even if, you, if you're doing it yourself and you bought a bad investment, you have time for it to come back up. And so you're not, you know, it, it, time kind of erases some of your mistakes. When you are in retirement and you're a do-it-yourselfer, it, those, those gyrations in the market, they hit you a lot harder because you start thinking, oh my God, I can't afford to lose this because I don't have time to make it back. And you're much more, what I've found is that um, you're much more prone to panic if, if you don't have a, 
a philosophy or you don't have a strategy behind what you're doing. And so that's where working with an advisor like myself really helps because if you have that strategy, then you, then you'll, you're more inclined to stick to it. Um, and it, I'm not talking about a trading strategy. I'm talking about knowing, Hey, here's the money. That's my money for safety. Here's my money for income. And here's my money for growth. Now, if you want to do it yourself on your growth money, that's fine. But having an advisor work with you and, and show you how the gyrations in the market impact your overall purchasing power throughout your retirement and having someone who's doing reviews with you on an ongoing basis is very helpful. Absolutely. 800-705-9995. One of the things that uh, I know you talk to folks about, you know, I think for most of us, we've had, a, you know, several jobs over the course of our careers, and maybe we've got a couple of 401ks out there. How important is it to, to bring all of those accounts together at some point? It's so much smarter just from a, an ease of life standpoint to consolidate your accounts. Now, you know, there's really no benefit to keeping six old 401k plans. We we call that the, we call this the financial junk drawer, where you have your old you have yeah old 401k plans. Maybe you have some mutual fund accounts that you opened up with a golf a golf buddy, or maybe you have a friend from college who bought you a life insurance policy and he told you it was the greatest thing since sliced bread, and you need to plug money into it every single year. Um, and that that may be the case, but you want to look to see how they all work together and fit into your plan, and so consolidating your accounts a lot of times makes sense because there's no reason to have four different IRAs. It's just more to keep track of when you ultimately have to start taking minimum distributions and, and things of that nature. And working with an advisor who you trust will help you with that because if you're, if you have your, your assets with one advisor and it's great to get advice from different outlets, right? And don't, don't stop reading newspapers or, or periodicals or barons, if that's what you're doing, you're a do-it-yourselfer. But having having someone there who's just kind of doing a temperature check and saying, how am I doing? Having someone to bounce an idea off is great. Having too many people to bounce an idea off is, is not great. And so, um, and you also want to look at the type of advice the person is giving. You want to make sure that person is a fiduciary who's working in your best interest. So, um, you don't want to consolidate accounts that um, have some unique benefit to them. So we talk a lot on the show how I work with a lot of federal employees, right? right. And so it's it usually does make sense to consolidate your retirement accounts. But for example, in the TSP, which is their, their savings plan, they have something called the G Fund, which is a government uh, securities fund that pay that's fixed doesn't lose any money and pays about 2% interest. You can't get that in a private sector IRA. There's no money market account that's going to give you 2%. Now, do you need to keep your whole balance in the TSP? Probably not. But if there's a piece of your retirement assets that's uh, set aside for safety, I would much rather have my safe money at 2% than at a tenth of a percent in the bank. And so it's about looking at the accounts that you already have and finding the best accounts to keep and consolidating where where appropriate. And if you're working with a fiduciary, they're going to show you any recommendation that they're making why it's in your best interest to do that. Absolutely. And it's nice to be just have that that second set of eyes, like you said, to to help you know, look over our shoulder to bounce things off of. And one of the things that, that we talked about this a little bit in the first segment is the emotional side of this. And it's hard just because we're people and we're inclined to do certain things. Um, but you can take the emotion out of it. Right. And, and that's that's the idea is you want to be able to keep your emotions in check and not everyone knows that 
how they're going to experience a market downturn until they go through one, right? And so, and you might have experienced them in 2008, but you were still in the middle of your work, your working career. And Mm -hmm. now experiencing a a big drop in 2022 feels a lot different if if you're on the cusp of retirement or if you lost a job and you're not working. Now, what an advisor is going to do is they're going to put the context into what what's going on. So if you've properly allocated your investments and you have, you know, two to three years worth of your, your projected income need in something safe, when the market gyrates or goes down, you might still want to panic. <laughs> no one likes yes. to see their accounts go down. But it it helps to have someone as a sounding board to say, hey, look, you know, stay the course here. You're in good investments. They will eventually come back up. And this is not money that you're spending tomorrow. And, you know, the people who do that, they make money in the stock market. The the people who get nervous or or say, just get me back to even in the second they're one percent above even they they cash out. um, Those are the people who don't make money long term. And when you see studies, Studies have shown that the average investor dramatically underperforms the stock market index. The reason being is that they sell at the worst times because their emotions get the better of them. So when you're looking at a, at a volatile market as we are this at this point in time, are there bargains to be had out there? And, and is that something you keep an eye out for? It is. And what we want to do more often than not is look at indexes because the index is going to give you broad diversification. It also helps you control fees. So if you're using something like a Vanguard index fund or a Fidelity zero fee index fund, um, it's going to give you the proper diversification. It's also not going to hammer you with fees. Now, you could also, you know, 25% of the S&P 500 is comprised of five stocks, um, the top five holdings, which are are Microsoft, Tesla, Amazon, Apple. Um, And so you could also, if you wanted to buy a couple individual stocks, um, you could do that. And the, that's obviously uh, that's obviously free if you're buying a stock and holding it. Shouldn't you shouldn't be in an account where you're paying per transaction? Sure. And so, um, but it's a, it's about owning the right type of of assets for the right purposes. And so, it's investing based on the priority or the purpose of when you're going to use the money, and not it's not based on. Um, just kind of a cookie cutter or, um, you know, some type of uh, a, you know, uh, model portfolio oh, or yeah. target date fund. So, and that's what we do. And we have about, I think, four spots left. Uh, and we'll do a comprehensive retirement distribution plan where we're going to show you, here's what your asset allocation is now. Here's how it should be segmented based on when you when we project you're going to need this money. And then you'll know the right amount to have in, in safe assets like bank. You'll know the right amount to have in stocks, and you'll know the right amount to have in, in income producing vehicles. And again, though, th- this is something that you're offering no cost, no obligation. Give Steve a call. It's 800-705-9995. You get that comprehensive financial review. You see where you are today. But more importantly, you end up with a roadmap that'll help get you to where you need to be. 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. When we come back, questions from our listeners and answers from me. We'll be right back.
We are back on the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall having a great conversation today, covering a lot of ground. I mean, we talk about longevity. We talked about taxes. We talked about Social Security. And again, it's always fun to just sort of just kind of cover a lot of ground in a short amount of time, Steve. Yeah, no, there's so much behind all these different topics. And what we want to do, what we want our audience to be doing is thinking about these things, because if you haven't given, if you're thinking about retiring and you haven't given thought about what inflation is going to do to your retirement nest egg, if you haven't given thought about um, taxes and, and your potential taxes in retirement, if you haven't given thought to what your day is going to look like in retirement and crafted a well-defined goal, these are these are important things that um, you need to sit down and have a conversation. And what scheduling an appointment or calling in and being one of the callers and coming in and, and going through the process, what it does is it gets that first step and then you can build off of that first step. But it, it really starts with taking the first step. Well, I think folks are feeling, uh, we talked about this early on, you know, with the market being as volatile as it is, people are a little uncomfortable. And, you know, now is as great a time as any to come in and sit down and sort of rein it all in. Because like you said, you were just talking about in the last segment, talking about, you know, it's the placement of money, you know, per, you know, purpose determines placement. And that's where I think a lot of folks need help. And that's one of the things that you do so well. Yeah, no, and that's and we actually break it down for you in a very simple way where we'll actually show you here's the money that needs to be liquid. Here's the money that needs to be producing income and here's the money that should be invested for growth. And you'll actually see those three buckets um, in an easy to use slide. And, and obviously, we're going to show you the detail behind that in the plan, but we, we summarize it so that you can kind of see it and understand it. Right. 800-705-9995. Well, let's jump into a couple of these questions here, Steve, before we run out of time. Uh, Daryl says, I'm 62 and I was planning to work for another four years before retiring. However, my job is wearing me down. I'm not happy there anymore. So I'm tempted to just quit and start taking Social Security now that I'm eligible and then work a low stress part-time job somewhere. Have you seen people do this successfully? Daryl, I have seen people do it successfully, but it really, you don't want to jump into a decision like that without doing any planning because you want to make sure that you have enough to maintain your lifestyle. Also with social security, you have to remember if you take social security early, you're kind of capped on how much income you can make in that part-time job. So for every $2 you make above 18960 you lose a dollar of the social security. So you're starting social security early, but then not potentially collecting if you're making say 50 60,000 in your part-time job then you you know you you wouldn't be necessarily collecting anything. And so if you're taking a part-time job for 18,000 and you have um, some investments and your lifestyle is only costing you say $3,000 a month then yes maybe maybe you can make it work but we need to look at your overall picture, see what you have in assets, see what you have in in, in income sources and there are plenty of people who can who think that they're going to work into their mid 60s that decide to re to retire at 62 but it's it's a lot better if you go into that decision knowing the numbers and knowing hey if i retire at 62 i can still support my lifestyle right. and your part-time job is not a guarantee right so it'd be nice to know that you could support that lifestyle or the lifestyle that you want at 62 without the part-time job and so that's 
that's what the planning process does for you. Well, I mean, you know, we talked about it before that the great resignation is what they're talking about. All the number of people just quitting their jobs and, you know, for a variety of reasons, obviously. But uh, but again, it's so important to have a discussion with you, especially if you're, you know, in that financial red zone, that five, 10 years before retirement. Really important to sort of get a good handle on what's going on and how you're going to get to where you want to be. Right. No, absolutely. And I, I would say if you're even deeper in the red zone, if you're a year out, two years out, three years out, you haven't missed the boat on on putting together a plan. Um, the good news is, is the reason we want to do the retirement distribution planning uh, when you're within five years of retirement is in case the market is 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 doing poorly. So even with this recent pullback in the market, um, the market is still doing pretty well. And so we've had ten great years in a row. So even if you've been if you've been delaying and you haven't done this, or maybe you're you just retired and you haven't even thought about how you're going to distribute your assets, it's never too late to put together the plan. All right, very good. 800-705-9995. That's your first step, Daryl. Give Steve a call. Let's see. We'll check in with Phyllis. Uh, Phyllis says, the whole idea of not working anymore makes me really nervous about our financial future. I've worked for over 50 years. I can't imagine just stopping. How can I know that the resources I've accumulated will meet our needs for the rest of our lives? Great question, Phyllis. It starts with the well-defined goal and figuring out what you want your retirement lifestyle to look like. Now, for 50 years, your job has been a significant part of your identity, it sounds like. And so uh, it's probably also a significant amount of hours in your in your day. So you need to figure out what it is that you're going to do to fill those hours and what's going to provide you purpose and meaning uh, once you actually do retire. So once you figure that out. And this, this, this is not an easy thing to, you know, a lot of people have never been, especially people who have just been so laser focused on work, a lot of times have not taken the time to think about, hey, when work is done, what do I want to do? And so I think that's the first step is that just figuring out what you want your lifestyle to look like. And then it's overlaying that lifestyle against the resources that you've accumulated. So if you've, it, chances are, if you've been diligently saving over those 50 years, you probably have enough to retire, but knowing is a lot better than guessing, right? Yes. And and having having that in writing in a plan and seeing, hey, look, my income and assets could support an after-tax purchasing power of X, um, and my lifestyle is projected to cost Y, and if X is greater than Y, then you're in a good spot to retire. And so having that gives you peace of mind, and that's what planning does in general, is it it gives you that peace of mind because it clears up the ambiguity. Right. Let's see. we got time for one more quick one. Let's go to Pam. Uh, she says, I have an old IRA with about 10 stocks in it worth about $3,300. Can I use that to partially fund my 2022 Roth IRA contribution of $7,000? I'm over 50. Are there tax consequences or penalties? I've left it alone for years to avoid paying taxes on selling shares. Good question, Pam. So what you're talking about would actually be a Roth conversion. It wouldn't be a contribution because you're taking the money from a pre-tax IRA. And um, well, I'm assuming it's a pre-tax. If it was after-tax contributions, you'd have to pay tax on the earnings and then you could convert it into the Roth. Um, either way, it wouldn't go as a contribution. Um so, but there would be tax consequences. You wouldn't, if you're doing a conversion, you're not going to pay the penalty, um, assuming you're under 59 and a half, uh, but you would have to pay income tax again on pr- most likely the whole 3,300 if it's 
pre-tax money, which it sounds like it probably was. Mm-hmm. And um, the benefit of doing that, obviously, is that, yeah, you're taking the tax hit on $3,300 now. But if those 10 stocks grow to $8,000, all of that money becomes tax-free. And so, uh, you know, that's one of those things that we would look at in a plan. And you don't want to ever make decisions like that um, outside the context of a plan. And, and you might say, oh, well, it's only $3,300. Well, it's, you still want to make all of your financial decisions in the context of a plan because you don't want to um, you don't want to pay taxes unnecessarily if um, if you're going to say convert it and then your plan is to take it out a year from now then the Roth conversion is not the right thing to do so we really need to we always really need to look at what your goals are and what you want your money to do for you and then make decisions in the context of that plan and we do that for our listeners and we still have I think three spots left so. Um, you know, we will put that together for you absolutely free of charge. 800-705-9995. That's how you get the ball rolling. It's a chance for you to get that comprehensive financial review. Look where you are today. More importantly, you can look down the road and see where you need to be. So you've got nothing to lose. 800-705-9995. Again, 800-705-9995. Steve, as always, a pleasure to chat with you and and certainly get this information out there and and get a lot of questions answered. Yeah, no, I love doing the show. We'll be back here again next Sunday. And uh, uh, thank you for listening, Orlando. We want to thank everybody for listening. We really do appreciate it. And, and we're going to be back next week. Yes, we will with topics and questions and more. All of that on The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. The information on this program is educational in nature and is not intended to be a recommendation for any specific investment product, strategy, plan, or other purposes. Information presented is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of subjects discussed. Prior to making any investment or financial decisions, an investor should always seek advice from a financial, insurance, legal, or tax professional that takes into account all of the particular facts and circumstances of an investor's own situation. Laurel Wealth Solutions and or Stephen Crusoe offer investment advisory and financial planning services through Bellpoint Asset Management, LLC, an investment advisor registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Registration with SEC should not be construed to imply that the SEC has approved or endorsed qualifications or the services Bellpoint Asset Management offers or that its personnel possesses a particular level of skill, expertise, or training. 